Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Kathleen Cutler. She's behind the scenes of multiple million dollar online jewelry shops with a degree from GIA, coaching a hundred plus jewelers and time selling in high-end boutiques. Kathleen can help you create your online jewelry storefront through high-touch digital relationships. But she's so much more than just jewelry. In today's podcast, we're talking about how to create high-touch relationships, how to extend the experience so that even if you aren't in a physical space with your ultimate customer, that you can drive sales by like recreating that connection. But she's also an awesome speaker at our online summit that's coming up. So if you haven't snagged your free ticket yet, pause this and go right now to bossprojectsummit.com, sign up and head back here. Hey, Kathleen, welcome to the show. Hey, it's so good to be here with you guys. Yeah, well, we're excited to have you speak at our upcoming summit. It's going to be so much fun, and I know people are going to love your topic. But let's just like dive into why it's so important. Give us, before we do that, though, like to give some context, tell people a little bit about how you even got into this world. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to tell you a little bit more. I've taken a long journey to get to where I am right now. So, so excited to share. So I am intimately involved with product-based businesses. I actually was a jeweler myself. So I sat on a jeweler's bench and made made handmade jewelry. So definitely understand the Mm product-based business creative people. And I ended up selling in her store as well. She had two locations in Western Massachusetts and one in Boston. So I would make the jewelry and then go stand in her physical location too and talk to people about the jewelry. So I just fell in love with the products, but also the selling of the products and figured out that's actually where I liked to be the most. Um, I was the one in the studio who, instead of uh, designing new pieces of jewelry would be organizing orders and creating spreadsheets and definitely not the the creative piece. I don't necessarily have that creative gene, but I love facilitating creatives to sell more. 
Mm-hmm. So through that experience, I ended up becoming um, part of a local jewelry business. We had five locations selling antique and estate pieces. So all one-of-a-kind pieces. In our online shop, we had over 10,000 items. So wow. all unique, all one-of-a-kind pieces. And Good. we did a huge volume on Etsy. And then I was tasked, or I was part of the team that launched our website huge website project. If any of you guys have ever been involved mm-hmm. with website projects for creative businesses, lots of details, took a long time, crazy integrations. Basically, it didn't end up working at all. So we had to get more traffic to the site. And that was the big challenge that I know a lot of product-based people end up with is how do I get more bodies in the shop? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we turned to Facebook ads. So for that business, I turned to Facebook ads, really discovered the power of Facebook ads, And ran an agency for three years doing Facebook ads for e-commerce people. Wow. What I found was there was a big missing piece there for Facebook ads or for product-based businesses in general. You can get lots of traffic in. They can be really well converting traffic. But if your website and your process isn't doing its job, you're really leaving a lot of sales behind. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're not following, if you don't have a system to capture those people, to support them during the sale and then certainly to follow up with them after the sale. That is a, um, a huge place I saw from running so much traffic to so many different shops. It was really in closing sales and then getting your shoppers to turn into collectors where there's just the biggest value, the most return on investment. And then adding traffic in is a really great way to do it. Mm-hmm. How is buying a diamond ring different than buying like a digital course, for instance? Yeah, that's such a good question. It's super nuanced to buy anything physical online. So when you buy a digital product, you buy it, it's delivered typically immediately and you get the value right away. When you're buying a physical product, not only is it not delivered right away, so you have this buyer's remorse period, Mm -hmm. but so many times it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be. So certainly diamonds being in their own little category or their own big category of (laughs) complexity, but even something like a candle, Mm -hmm. you can't smell the candle in person. You're relying on someone else to tell you what that candle smells like. And maybe when you receive it, it's not what you thought. This watch I'm wearing is a good example as well. I bought this watch online. I'm a huge researcher, so I did a ton of comparison. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the right size. I love it now, but it was a little bit larger than I thought it was. So it's this idea that with a physical product, there's so many questions that are unanswered Mm -hmm. and really that are unasked. So Mm -hmm. as the owner of an e-commerce shop, you have to really understand the buyer's journey and almost treat your online store just like you would treat any sort of physical location Uh where you are understanding the buyers, you're, you know, I like to call it showing up to the shop or populating mm-hmm. your store where you are um, showing up every day, just like you would to a physical location. And mm-hmm. you're also, and some of this is kind of silly and pretend, but you're actually pretending that you have a store. Mm-hmm. So you are really understanding where people are getting stuck in the buyer's journey, how you can get more people to come back in. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny you bring up the size thing because I've seen this play out in a couple of different ways and it always makes me giggle. Where and it's just it's either one people don't read, which that's a, <laughs> it's a constant problem and I think in the e-commerce space. But two, if the information isn't there, you can assume a lot from a picture mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily true in real life. This girl I know bought a chair so excited about it. She was going to buy more of them. They were going to be her dining chairs, but she bought one just to see if she liked it. Showed up 
It's about six inches tall. It's a doll <laughs> chair. These are my favorite BuzzFeed articles. Oh my gosh. It was hysterical. And so now every time she like buys anything, she does a size comparison and puts the baby chair next to it. Anyway, <laughs> I just think there's just so much opportunity like you're saying, to give people an experience that feels like you're there with them, even if you're not. But I know for me, that's been a hard thing to find. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm constantly relying on Instagrammers who are Mm -hmm. like trying on clothes so I don't have to try on clothes, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so how can you create that nearly in-person experience when you're never going to meet your customer. This gives me chills to talk about. Yes, Mm -hmm. right? It's the six-inch chair. It's the watch that's just slightly too big. It's the diamond that's highly included where you thought it was eye clear. Mm -hmm. It's all these things that you think you're being sold something that's just enough different to never want you to step foot in that store again. Yeah. So I think there's so many different ways. It's really about, so at the awareness stage, so it's educating your people. And I love that you mentioned the um, having lifestyle photos. So that's so important. So if you saw that doll or the chair (laughs) for the doll in a dollhouse, you would have context. So context is just so important. So lifestyle photos, um, having some of your, you know, if you're doing any retargeting of people who visit your website, having that retargeting done actually with lifestyle photos instead of product photos, not relying so much on just product photos on white backgrounds while they're important. And so are stats for reading, size, millimeter, inches, all of that. But how can you put your items into context, whether that's video, lifestyle photos? So that's on the awareness side of things. I think for a lot of the jewelers I work with doing video tours, of their Mm. space can be really fantastic. Any sort of case study of times you've successfully completed, you know, I work with a lot of custom designers. So if you've completed like a custom engagement ring, getting an actual interview, like face-to-face virtually, you know, where you're both on Zoom, you're both on a split screen and you're asking them questions and then sharing that with people so they can really know you're an actual person behind the scenes can be really amazing in that awareness stage. So people who are just getting to know your brand. So I think that just to step back a moment, I think that in e-commerce, there are four different stages of the buyer's journey, just like someone walking into your physical location. So there's the awareness stage. Someone needs to know you exist. In a physical location, you actually know that the store is there. You walk by it all the time. You see their ads. Someone recommends it. You're aware of the store. Online, that's really the first question people have. Like, how do I get more awareness for my shop? So that's really the first phase is how can you get more people into the shop? Does that make sense? Any questions on that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's some tactics to show up to your shop, Mm -hmm. really. And then there's the comparison stage. So that's when you're shopping around. Maybe you never, ever end up back on that website because you got sucked down the rabbit hole of the internet. Mm -hmm. So how can you draw people back? And then you have the consideration phase. So when someone is really considering your purchase, how can you support them in that? And then you actually have the purchase, which is, you know, great celebration. You maybe hear a ding on your phone if you're on Etsy, that little ding. Yeah. So good. It's so good. But then how can you get them back in? So that first sale, it can be up to seven times more expensive to acquire a new customer than to get someone back in. Mm -hmm. So what is that process to make them aware again? Because it's not, you know, I think, and this is a piece where digital strategy does meet e-commerce strategy, but they deviate slightly is um, we talk so much about funnels. So if you're in the digital world, funnel, funnel, funnel. 
top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottle of funnel. And for some digital strategy, there is a return where they come kind of back in to the bottom. But I really think that in e-commerce, it's so much more of a circle mm-hmm. where people are becoming aware, comparison, considering buying. But then they want to buy again and again and again. Once you've had a successful purchase, especially with a jeweler online, you are theirs for life. Like yeah. you could really become a collector. And that's where I see a lot of e-commerce store owners when they don't step into this idea that their store really is just like a physical location. Mm-hmm. Not that they're not treating their customers as real people, but they don't have that same feeling of if one of you walked into my store, I'd be so excited to see you. And I right. remember you had bought you know, the green emerald earrings last time. And maybe I'd say, oh my God, I've got a pendant for you. It's just like the ones that you know would match those studs you have. So because we don't have that same thing to almost play off of, mm-hmm. we can sometimes forget that there are real people on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we create that? What are there okay. suggestions that you have like for your actual homepage or wordage that we can use or pop-ups or shopping experiences that we can input for our customers? I totally do. And this we could talk about for literally the next week of small <laughs> tweaks to make. But I think some really basic ones and where I see the most, most people really struggle in the consideration and comparison stage. So having live chat on mm. your website is something I totally encourage that allows you to have pretty much a real-time conversation. It prevents those questions, you know, prevents unanswered questions, basically. Right. And like you were saying with this doll chair, they could probably have asked, hey, how big is this chair? Or I'm going to have this at my dining room there. table. What are your thoughts? And they'd say, oh they could have a real-time conversation. So live chat is so important. Having a prominent phone number is essential as well. So I always encourage people to either get, there's so many services where you could get, you know, a paid number where you actually have a dedicated line that you can text from and call mm-hmm. from, or even a Google voice number where you have that up at the, um, the top of your homepage. So mm-hmm. people know that you're a real location. A lot of the jewelers I work with actually have showrooms, which lends a lot of credibility to people. So that can really help in the comparison and consideration phase. And then there's this sweet spot. So as you're getting started to before your million dollar business, and even at that point, I would recommend some sort of one-to-one strategy where you're reaching out to people directly. And this might be hard to scale. Like there are templates that you can utilize to really work with this at scale. But as you're growing, you know, especially as you're starting out and you don't have so many customers that you can't just keep up with them one-to-one. And as you, you know, if you're that million dollar shop, it's probably worth having someone on staff whose job is to just purely reach out to people and keep track of them in what I refer to as a, a customer relationship management tool or a CRM, having a way to keep up with them pre-sale. So, you know, reaching out to them directly and introducing yourself either with video or just a quick email, abandoned cart. So during the sale, if you see some abandoned carts come through, um, I had a funny experience this week where I was buying online and I did so much research into getting, I have a young son, so getting a baby carrier. Mm. I already have quite a few, like I'm a bit of a baby carrier collector. Same. Yes. (laughs) And I wanted this really specific type. I wanted it to be woven and I wanted to wear them on my back and I wanted it to be easy to put on by myself. So So I must Which one did you get? Because (laughs) we'll talk after. It's really great. I did so much research to the point where I joined a baby wearing group (laughs) and finally got my question answered about, and it was, it was about the type, but it was a little bit about the pattern too. Like I feel really geeky even admitting how much time I spent 
And it's not, I mean, it's not a huge purchase. It's under $200. Mm-hmm. But I did all this research and I saw, just like you were saying, I wanted all this user generated content so I could actually see how it looked. And I ended up with a Diddy Click, which is this, it wraps at the base and then goes over the shoulder so I can put it on by myself. Mm-hmm. But I must have abandoned my cart five times. 10 times over the past month. And if, you know, and I think I got some user generate like an automated abandoned cart, which is great. Right. But if I had had someone reach out to me and say like, hey, I noticed you've abandoned your cart five times. Do you have a question? Yeah. Or I've noticed that you're on my site a lot. So having some sort of cookie tracking, you know, and I think there's a line between this being creepy and being helpful. Right. I'd always err on like, most e-commerce owners I work with are like pretty heartfelt. So they're not right. Creepy. So they can right. kind of, you can err on the side of supporting. Like right. I wasn't on, I wasn't trying to waste time on this baby wearing site. I was actually trying to purchase something. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. She, I had gotten a meetings link to book a meeting with them, like for a virtual chat, or if I had gotten a, you know, give me a call and we can just talk through any questions you have, I've noticed you've abandoned this cart five times. It's the same <laughs> item. What's going on? Or some extra pictures or just something that made me personally feel seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I purchased it. I ended up buying it anyway. But that element can be so well executed and it doesn't have to be so complex. Right. We are getting so used to personalization. Like Amazon certainly does this at scale. And I think to ask a small business owner to build it out in that same way is a lot. Uh-huh. But how can you as a small business owner, especially if you're just getting started out, send some, like templatize these emails so you're not writing from scratch. But if you see someone abandon a cart, send them a personalized email. If you see someone join your list, just shoot a quick, hey, like, so glad you're here kind of list. And then after you can, I have a whole strategy for a 12 month. I think there's a complete, especially for people who are buying higher end items. And again, this is the system we've created kind of in our post, just getting more awareness, like what happens after we've created a whole system called the bespoke system, where we look at that 12 month buying cycle after they've made the first purchase Mm. and look at getting them, you know, one, thanking them, you know, it's real people buying real items from you. So thanking them and then making personalized suggestions for them moving forward. You know, I always come back to jewelers because that's who I work with the most. If you have sold a, you know, a diamond ring, maybe an engagement ring is kind of its own type thing where people aren't necessarily buying right away. But say you sell fashion jewelry and you sold Mm -hmm. a necklace, you could follow up, you know, in three months time and say, hey, this beautiful citrine just crossed my desk and I made these earrings. Snap a simple picture and send it to that person. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, one of my favorite customer support companies, and I'm I'm luckily not reminded of it often because my account rarely goes awry, but Chatbooks, and I feel like I've talked about this before, their customer support is outstanding. So if you guys aren't familiar, it's an app that you can subscribe to on your phone. You can connect your Instagram account and you can automatically have it set up to send you $8 chatbooks of your Instagram pictures every 60 pictures that you post on your feed. You can customize it. You can have it automatic. There's so many different ways. I've had a chatbook set up for like four years. Like I love them so much. We recently moved. And I forgot to change my address. And so I got a personalized email from them that said, hey, your chat books got sent back. If you let me know your address, I can update it for you inside of your account. So typically these things are like, hey, wrong address. You need to go update your account and you have to do it yourself. And I would never do it because I'm lazy and I'm the worst. But she did it for me. So then after that, she was like, sweet, I'm going to send you out a like a new one. I'm going to make sure you get it. And then after like two weeks, when I had actually received it in the mail, she sent me another email and was just like, Hey, did you get it? Do you like it? Like, I just wanted to check up, please let me know. And I actually have like a question about my whole account and system order now, but I at least feel like I have a relationship built with her where I can actually have a conversation and ask questions about my account. And she's actually going to do something about it instead of me having to like, change different settings in my account where I don't know where I need to go and all of these different things. Mm -hmm. So it's stuff that's super simple, but there's a human on the other end of that having that conversation with me. 
I think there's just so much opportunity to create connection. And I think so often my shopping experiences have felt either the business was like untouchable, like they're so big that I'm never going to be seen or understood. Or like, even if they are small, somehow I didn't feel like I knew anyone or could even talk to anyone. And so I felt like alone in my shopping experience. I am the one who a hundred percent adds stuff to my cart and like, I'll sleep on it. (laughs) I can't tell you how many abandoned carts there have been in my lifetime. A lot. But I guarantee you if they had better follow up, Uh I would buy way more things. Uh Uh-huh. And it's that, how can you like really come from a place of service? Like people are browsing your site. Yes, there is an element of retail shopping online where you're just kind of checking things out and using abandoned carts almost as a wish list and totally sleeping on it and coming back and just, you know, it's out of stock. Okay, no big deal. Like there's that element of kind of aspirational shopping, but there is also the element of we abandon carts because we have unanswered questions or we mm-hmm. abandon carts just because we do get distracted. The dog barks or we don't have a credit card or, or we're just somehow confident in finishing that purchase. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many things. And what's interesting to me is because I know you've mentioned, you know, creating Facebook ad strategy and then this post ad strategy of the follow-up. And I know we're like influencer game as a whole other conversation that we could be having. But what I find interesting as a person who like nerds out on marketing is I love watching influencers, not only who they influence really well. So they influence in a authentic place and like are truly, I love this thing. I just bought this thing. I'm recommending it even if they aren't a sponsor or an affiliate in any way. And then they'll share the responses of, oh my gosh, you guys are snagging up this candle or this whatever. And so they follow up with, hey, my audience is actually buying this thing. So recently, I think it was just this morning or last night, I was watching some stories of some of my favorite people on Instagram. And someone was sharing about a candle that she smelled at a friend's house the night before. She loved the smell. It was so good. So she like linked that candle and then started sharing the rest of the day about people who were buying that candle solely based on her 15 second, oh, I smelled this candle and it smelled like this and it was really good. And so they're like sending her like, I just bought three candles based on your 15 second recommendation because they trust her so much and they followed her and like believe in what she shares. And so I think it's really interesting how no matter where your skill set is, like maybe you are more extroverted and like have lots of friends in the internet space, like utilizing more influencer marketing strategies to build up that relationship. Or if you're wanting to rely on tech and tools, I feel like there are so many these days, like just Shopify alone, like has all of this stuff built into it to where like, it's not as hard as it used to be to integrate these touch points for your customers. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I feel like we're going to get pushback from some people and Uh not because they don't believe us, but they're going to say my product is too inexpensive in that it is not worth my time to do all this additional work when I can just go find someone else. (laughs) Right. Like I'm not going to make a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars off the sale. I'm going to make five fifty. And that's something to think about is... How can you, if it's seven times more expensive to acquire a new customer, then you need to work on getting those people to repeat business with you. So when we think about the average order value 
or the lifetime value, average lifetime value of our clients. We want to really think how can we get people back in again and again and again versus just a one-time transaction. And that's really the name of the e-commerce game where I've seen people be really successful is not focusing on one-off purchases because it could be $5. Mm-hmm. But over a lifetime, you know, say you sell, you know, candles, we're on this, these candles smell yeah. good type of thing. And maybe you sell your candles for $25 and, you know, your margins aren't fantastic because it's a competitive market. But if you have someone come back in and all of a sudden they are buying for everyone they know, mm-hmm. Every birthday, every anniversary, all their school, you know, their school teacher presents are your candles. And then you have some other product lines and they are gradually being introduced into, you know, if you have kind of a ladder experience where then you have something that is higher price point, you have a $60 candles, you have $100 candles because they've already, they know, like, and trust you at this baseline for your $25 product and you've delivered consistently again and again, they will continue to buy from them. So I think it's a catch-22 because I think people feel like they don't have the time to do this. And I think really it comes down to like the difference between sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. So in the way I like to think about it in my brain, and I'm like a super visual person, so I like to kind of have, again, come back to this idea that we have a physical location. Marketing is really awareness. So marketing is getting more people to walk into your shop. And what I see with sales is sales is where people are not really focusing their time on e- in, in the e-commerce world. Mm-hmm. They have empty shops. There's no live chat. There's no phone calls. There's no follow-up personalized emails. There's really no sales process. There's no right. recovering abandoned carts. And, a, you know, and again, it's a manual. There's a ton of strategy around working on this at scale. Like I'm not right. saying you need to be sitting at your desk. <laughs> I mean, you probably will anyway, <laughs> sitting at your desk all day <laughs> answering questions. But there's some ways that you can make this work for where you are in your business, but you really have to be focused on sales. Mm-hmm. Like marketing is so important. Marketing is an endless West marketing has so many fewer metrics. You know, you could look at traffic as a metric. You could look at any type, you know, followers as a metric, Mm -hmm. likes as a metric. Sometimes those are more vanity metrics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has been my experience. Sales. Do they lead to sales? Right. And not that you have less control over marketing, but marketing is based on the market. Um, So, you know, even though if you have market fit and you have the best audience and you're putting out fantastic content, it might not lead to sales. Mm -hmm. But what you do have control over is what you do that are more revenue generating activities or sales, which is more one-to-one communication. Mm -hmm. It's how you're reaching out to past clients, how you're, you know, and this is the, where sales and marketing meet is like taking your phone and making a recording of your jewelry studio and a brand new piece that you've just created and posting that. And that's where sales meets marketing. Cause you're not saying, Hey, this kind of bigger picture come to my store. You're saying, this is a product that's for sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even beyond that, you're emailing or texting that image to a few people who might be actually interested in it in a one-to-one way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really think that what I've seen and having been behind the scenes of hundreds of jewelry businesses mm-hmm. as a coach and then worked for million dollar jewelry businesses as like a consultant, sales is really the piece where there's just this vast ocean to really stand apart from your competitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's like the stuff that we've talked about, right? Setting up these systems with abandoned cart or follow-up emails that you it doesn't have to be necessarily about you picking up the phone every time, like if that makes you feel super uncomfortable or selling in a way that like other digital, you know, online spaces sell in. It can be literally just setting up an automated system that feels super personalized, but it's spending the time to do that and understand mm-hmm. truly how you can show up for your customers. So 
there's a spot for everyone. Totally. And I think there's a big piece for introverts to yeah. be really successful online. I think we think it you need to be this big bubbly influencer personality, but I think you just need to be yourself. Most people I meet, you know, I meet more people in the jewelry industry, but they are really true artists. Yeah. And it's a lot to share. Like anything I teach and all that I do is not done lightly. Like I am not that. I'm not the creative, right? I tried that. It wasn't for me. So I can totally understand that if you've created something and it's your art, your soul, it's your product, it's your baby, it can be so hard to share that with the world. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, I think people don't know who are artists, don't know that they see the world in such a different way. Mm. They almost feel like they don't have anything to share, that their perspective isn't. Times I've like spent time with artists or been in their homes and they just have the most beautiful like they set dinner and it's just gorgeous. <laughs> Everything they do is art. So I think that sometimes people think, oh, I'm not this big personality. I don't have anything to share. And it's really how can you create some systems to support your art? Yep. So mm-hmm. it's running in the back end or you're getting, we've created a proprietary system where you get email notifications to reach out to a customer at three months, to reach yeah. out to a customer at six months. And it's a templatized email. So you can copy that and personalize it. Cause I do think And again, this is for my more high-end customers. You know, I think there is a point if you are making $25 a sale, this could be hard really to implement. And again, this is coming from, you know, I have clients whose average order value is $8,000. So for them, it makes sense for them to follow up personally and be sending gifts and sending flowers and handwritten notes. But I think that there are a lot of lessons to be learned, no matter what price point you're selling at, which is people love to feel seen. Yes. Mm -hmm. As we're we're saying, um, the internet feels like a, big wild west and it doesn't feel like anyone's paying attention if someone had just reached out to me to see how why I didn't order <laughs> I could have ordered it a month back. sooner I yeah. could have sent yeah I could have been walking with my son on the beach much earlier but <laughs> yeah you don't have to be this crazy extroverted person with a hundred thousand followers to have right. a really successful business online yeah for sure well I think well, that's so powerful and yeah. I I know I'm not even worried about it. You guys, if you loved this, you're going to dig the summit because not only are you going to hear from Kathleen, but you're going to hear from 25 other amazing speakers during this three-day event. And right now you can sign up for free at bossprojectsummit.com. But I know, Kathleen, that people are going to also want to hang out with you outside of the summit. So where else can they hang with you online? So the best place is on my website, uh, KathleenCutler.com. And I actually have an ebook there that has some exact scripts mm. that you can personalize for pre-sale, during sale, and post-sale follow-up. Nice. So you can swipe those, put them in a template, and have them ready to go so you can actually implement some of the things we've talked about today. Uh, it's so important to show up to your shop. And really, the more you can see your customers and the more you can really um, be there for them and turn your window, the people who are window shopping into mm-hmm. collectors who come back to you again and again, the more profitable your business will be. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and then for hanging out at our summit. So fun. What a blast. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. 
Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.